Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this NPR-like version of the Get Around Podcast, where we're going to whisper the entire time. I kid, I kid. We started off the show the the, la- the first time we tried to start it off. Apparently, I yelled into the microphone and broke the eardrums of our our fearless and, and dear leader, Brett Summers, and I, I apologize for that. But, uh, yes, welcome into the very special episode of the Get Around Podcast as we release the all-region girls volleyball team for the northern Michigan area. I'm your host, Brendan Queeley, and joining me is the aforementioned Brett Summers. And, as always, I... I, I I'm at a loss for words sometimes when I look at you, James. They need to create new adjectives. Yes, because words don't describe the beauty that is James the, Cook. The foulness. And as always, we are happy to have him here giving us his brilliant insight uh, and veteran knowledge of the sports world. Here in northern Michigan, as I mentioned, very excited to uh, to get this show going. As I said, uh, we are going to be releasing the all-region team for girls volleyball here in the 2017 season. That will include honorable mentions, second team, coach of the year, the dream team, and then, of course, the captain, who is our player of the year. Uh, we'll do that. We'll also have a little discussion along the way, try to uh, backtrack and talk about uh, how interesting the 2017 season was for girls volleyball. Well, let's get right into the honorable mentions, who are so honorable they deserved to be mentioned. Leading off the list is Isabel Anderson, a senior from Petoskey, uh, from Gaylord, a senior Abby Beechnaw, a senior from Kingsley, Lacey Benton, Kirsten Berkey, senior from Traverse City Central, I'm noticing a theme here with the seniors, Mackenzie Bevis, a senior from Benzie Central, surprise, surprise. Up next is Miley Church, a senior from Benzie Central, and then another senior, Maddie Cummer from Forest Area, Jordan Ellens, a senior from Cadillac, Hannah Elwell, oh, here we go, we've got a junior here from Leland, Chelsea Gibson, back to the seniors, she's a senior from East Jordan, Kelsey Hubbard, what, do we, how, what, what year do we think she is in high school? Anybody want to take a guess? A guess senior? She is, in fact, a senior. Yes, from Boyne City. Up next, a junior from Charlevoix, Ellie Lucell. I apologize if I butchered that name, but I did as best as I could. Madeline Malpass, a junior from East Jordan. A freshman from Petoskey, Peyton Miller. A senior from Gaylord St. Mary, M- Emily Myler. Uh, Joanne Ogama, a senior from Northport, also a very talented basketball player, as we've seen, from uh, a sophomore from Petoskey, uh, Mila Sherman, and then a, uh, another solid basketball player, in fact, a great basketball player, also a very good volleyball player, a sophomore from Charlevoix, and that is Elise Stuck. So there are your honorable mentions for the 2017 girls all-region volleyball team. We'll jump in with the second team, and as a libero, junior from Leland, Margie Stowe, uh, she had 339 digs on the season and uh, was a 90% server with 26 aces for the Comets. Up next, we've got uh, Kingsley middle blocker, senior Becca Crosby. She had uh, 272 kills this season, a 316 attack percentage, which uh, which is pretty good. Um, I mean, like you were talking, I think, with Lori Glass, that anything approaching 300 is really good uh she also added 12 aces 92 percent serving and uh 90 blocks uh you know her her blocking was uh, a big part of their offense 
A junior from Leland, uh, middle blocker Maddie Grovner. Uh, she had 135 kills on the season and also a, a 211 hit percentage. 56 aces, 89% uh, uh, on the server, 251 digs, uh, 26 blocks. And she was the only middle playing in all six rotations, passing and digging. So you can see why she was able to, uh, to fill up the stat book there and really do a good job for the, the comments in her junior year and uh, should be even better as a senior, I would imagine. Senior Megan Rysdak, another middle blocker. Uh, she also played opposite for Traverse City St. Francis. She had 130 kills on the season, uh, hit 265, had 36 aces as a 94% server, and contributed 212 digs and 54 blocks on the defensive side of the net. Then we got Forest Area senior outside hitter Peyton Leonard. 428 kills this season with a 249 hitting percentage, 87 aces. She served 96% and uh, also contributed 266 digs. Another warrior from Forest Area is Kelsey Mills, the senior outside hitter. She was one that the head coach, Ron Stremelo, uh, I think every time that he called in stats, that, that her name was, was one of them that he was, uh, he was given to me or to James or, or to Brett. She had 306 kills, uh, a 254 hitting percentage, 88 aces, 91% on her serves, and also had 344 digs. Onekama sophomore Colleen McCarthy, outside hitter, had 299 kills, uh, 168 digs, and was also a presence at the net with 45 blocks on the year. And we have uh, Bel Air senior outside hitter Lexi Nepoth, 229 kills on the season. She added uh, 40 aces, 98% from serving, and 450 digs. And I did want to mention that uh, all the stats that were put together for this all-region team, I believe that Lexi Nepoth had the highest serving percentage of, uh, of any player that was nominated. Senior Mallory Lund, uh, an outside hitter from Glen Lake, a uh, very talented player. She had 223 kills, 36 aces, 205 digs, along with 17 blocks for your Glen Lake Lakers. Up next is senior Caitlin Emmett from Traverse City Central. The outside hitter had 222 kills on the season, was a 94% server with 49 aces, and also had 240 digs and 22 blocks for the Trojans. I think here's one of our first players from Traverse City St. Francis, I believe. Uh, senior outside hitter Lauren Johnson, 196 kills this year, 221 hitting percentage. He had 63 aces, 94% serving, and 255 digs. Up next on the list is uh, Allie Martin, and I remember when Lori, uh, head coach, Leland head coach Lori Glass called in the first couple of times, and she didn't mention Allie's name. I was either concerned or worried or... or she was a dream teamer last she season. She was a dream teamer last season, and I went, where? You know, she was one of the more talented, fierce players that, uh, that I'd seen on the court, and... Uh, and this was Allie Martin, a, a junior, the junior outside hitter. Uh, and it wasn't until, I think, a week or two into the season when I finally asked Lori Glass about Allie and, and you know, why wasn't I hearing her name. And she told me that she had uh, a, a pretty serious uh, knee injury in February and, and was out. But she still managed, a, a, you know, a, a whale of a season and, and certainly deserves this second team uh, mentioned she had uh, was in only 70 of 116 sets for the Comets because of the injury, but she still racked up 172 kills, uh, 49 aces, a 93% uh, serving, and then 228 digs. Uh, even coming off of that, a knee injury, no matter what kind of athlete you are, no matter what you're playing, a knee injury is always one that's difficult to come back from. Uh, it, Especially an explosive position like outside hitter where, you volley after volley, you were running up at the net, and uh, 
you know, trying to launch yourself as high as possible, as fast as possible. I don't know how many, a hundred times a match, maybe, uh, depending on the player, but definitely not something that's easy to overcome. Yeah, and as strong as you might be mentally, that injury is still going to be in the back of your mind and hoping that it, that it doesn't happen again. So, Allie Martin, uh, senior, uh, I'm sorry, junior outside hitter for Leland. And uh, Martin wraps up our outside hitters on the second team. We move to a pair of setters. Uh, the first, Lydia Christian, a senior from Elk Rapids, uh, had a phenomenal season, 1,013 assists on the year for the Elks uh, to go with 67 kills, 52 aces, as a 93% server, and she also had 114 digs. And the other setter on the uh, second team is Boyne City sophomore Annabelle Seeley. Uh, she had 458 assists, 91 kills, 84 aces, and 350 digs on the season. Well, before we get into our coach of the year and the uh, the dream team and then our captain of the year, why don't we do a bit of a retrospective on this 2017 season? Uh, I, probably one of the biggest storylines, and we talked about this on the podcast before, but how quickly a lot of teams that we expected to go far in the postseason uh, went out on what was basically a, it was I think it was a Tuesday and I refer to it as the you know St. Valentine's Day massacre or the or the Tuesday massacre where we lost five of our teams uh, in one day and yeah you had uh, Kingsley who was already out Forest area um, Leland Traverse City St. Francis and Traverse City West we had all of those go out very early and and I think a lot of us were surprised James maybe you were surprised or slightly relieved a little bit because. Uh, now, without having a volleyball team go down to Battle Creek, you were able to get your three days of hunting in when that started, which you hadn't done in, in several years because we had, there had always been a team from northern Michigan, or at least in our coverage area, that was down there at Battle Creek. Yeah, it's always usually Leland most of the time, St. Francis was there some of the time, and then uh, uh, Onaway went, uh, one year as well, when back when our, our coverage area used to be a little bit larger. Um, so, it, yeah, it was nice to get in an extra couple of days of hunting. Uh, didn't really add anything to my luck as far as the hunting trip but uh still appreciated to be able to get in a few extra days and to get back to volleyball, volleyball let's try to do that we let's uh segue back we, we mentioned can. on one of our previous all region teams um you know kind of how fortunate as a sports department we are you know this seeming uh rise among northern michigan teams making deeper runs and uh I mean, for you kind of alluded to it, James, but volleyball has maybe been one of the more consistent uh, sports, maybe outside of the running community, um, to cons- you know over and over make those deep runs to Battle Creek, and uh, you know it, it was a little weird when all those teams went out, um, you know, to kind of know pretty early, well, the volleyball season for us is done, so. Um, I mean, runs like that have to come to an end at some point, but it's not something I expect to last for very long. I think your hunting season might be reduced again come next season. Yeah, it's a pretty good, pretty good chance. I mean, because we had, I think, I mean, that was in regionals, right, that all those those came to an end. But we had a bunch yeah, of other uh, teams. Kingsley too. went out in the district because right. they, uh, well, they just had a really difficult district. They ran Cadillac. into Cadillac, who right. was the... Uh, the state runner-up last year, or at least in the semis. I think they went to the quarters or semis. They were in the year. quarters of yeah. the semis. Yeah, Cadillac. I mean, again, they had three incredible players last year, led by Kylie Christensen. Uh, but this year, they they were still talented enough uh, to uh, to make another run and, and knock out a very good Kingsley team. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, a few other good teams make some some little runs too in there. It wasn't just necessarily the the same three or four teams. Yeah, you know, you had Bel Air and Forest Area and Elk Rapids. You know, making a little bit of noise in the postseason this year too. So that was good to see. Well, why don't we move on to our Coach of the Year? And we were just speaking about this team a little while ago. Brett, uh, why don't you reveal to us your pick for Coach? Well, our pick for Coach of the Year. I don't believe that this uh, is the first time this particular coach has uh, earned this award, but uh, it won't be the last. I guess it probably won't be the last, but uh, he he earned it again. Uh, Dave Hall from Kingsley uh, takes the mantle from Ron Strimlow, who was our coach of the year last year out of Forest Area, and uh, I mean, it was another fifty-win season uh, for Kingsley. Um, perhaps the most talented team they ever had and as you just mentioned just a little bit of a tough draw in that in that opening I mean they you're talking about a team that may have made it just as far as Cadillac would have gone had they not had to play Cadillac it uh you know unfortunate how that goes sometimes uh and to bow out in the first round but that certainly doesn't take away from the specialness of the group that uh dave uh, has led in kingsley and and what they were able to accomplish during the regular season yeah i've never met dave in person but we've talked on the phone several times and every time we did i would ask him all right well is this you know how many seasons in a row is this for 30 wins and i think he said it was like 17 out of the last 18 and i'm like well how many uh, you know, for 40, and he was like, I, I think it's 17 out of 18, and I was like, all right, how many for 50, and I think it was maybe their, uh, I'm not sure if they won 50 last year, but even, they did. yeah, even, and even then, he's just like, yeah, this is, this is normal for this program, this is what we do, this is what we've built here at Kingsley, and I, you know, I'll be honest to say that I wasn't disappointed in the team for losing, I was disappointed in the fact that they lost, because I was, uh, hoping to get out and, and see a Kingsley volleyball game at some time. You know, like I said, I wasn't able to get out there and see a game or even meet Dave, but he seemed like he was very confident in what his what his team had to offer. And to just have that tough draw in in a district, in an opening round district game uh, against a team that probably they could have or should have met down the road in, if not the regional championship or state quarters, state semis. Uh, yeah, again, Brett, like you said, you're that tough draw just really hurt him. Well, I think that district game uh, was 3-1 in favor of Cadillac, and I think until Cadillac bowed out of the postseason itself after its deep run, that was the only set that the Vikings had lost during during the playoffs. So, um, you know, no no doubt about the, the challenge that was there for Kingsley. And, uh, you know, I expect, uh, you know, they're going to lose a couple of seniors, Um off off this team but they've also got a slew of young players sophomores juniors that uh are going to come back next year and um i would ex- i wouldn't expect anything less than another 50 wins uh or more come the end of next season mm-hmm. and, and and the draw for them i was i was talking to dave about this and that they get cadillac i mean and that's playing a, that's kingsley playing a team that's one and a half to two times their enrollment um, you know, so you're talking Kingsley is a small B, Cadillac is a very large B. I mean, sometimes they get bumped up to A, you know, not too long ago that they would get bumped up to A. He was hoping that uh, the change in the classifications from going from from classes to divisions would maybe change that um, because it looked like they might bump down to C if the if the current things had had, had gone the way they were. But with the, there's a slight difference in the 
and how they divide things from doing the classes to divisions. I guess it's a little bit more than just a uh, just the nomenclature of how what they call the divisions. Um, and Kingsley will probably remain in Division Two with Cadillac next year. And for those listening, if you if you didn't already know uh, what James is alluding to, his next academic school year slash athletic uh, seasons, all sports will be divisions. There will no longer be any sports playing under class A, B, C, D. Uh, it will be divisions across the board. Mm-hmm. I think the the only m- minor difference between the the classifications is that uh, the, the A, B, C, D thing just takes all of the schools and divides them equally into four groups. The divisions takes all the schools that have that sport and divides them into how many divisions you're having in that sport, like three for hockey, four for volleyball. So it's a slightly different. You can be in different divisions in different sports, and and Class B does not necessarily transcribe over to being Division Two. Well, let us get into the Dream Team now and start rattling off these players. We'll start with a libero from Cadillac, Mary-Kate Taylor, a senior, senior Viking. She had 511 digs, 97 assists, and 43 aces, and was a 96% server on that team that uh, made another deep run into the postseason. Uh, our second and only other libero on the Dream Team, uh, another senior from Traverse City West, Grace Martin, uh, 408 digs, 71 kills, 35 aces, uh, and a 91% server. And uh, for anybody that has uh, had the opportunity to watch the Titans over the last couple of years, uh, a player that just brings a tremendous amount of energy to the floor, um, always leading her team uh, emotionally and, uh, and, and with her play as well. And uh, just somebody who, you know, regardless of who you are walking into the gym, she kind of grabs your attention as to how she plays the game. Yeah, I was going to say that. I covered West a couple of times this season and a few times last season, and she is always the player that my eyes are drawn to because I'm watching her guiding her team, pointing where they should be, getting them in the right position, and really, what, I mean, when we're talking about celebrations, she's, you know, she's about as vocal and, and uh, uh, as... Exuberant. Exuberant. There you go. Thank you for chiming in with your uh, thesaurus-like brain there. I appreciate it. But yeah, uh, Grace Martin, a, a fantastic player for West. Uh, up next, we have Elk Rapids senior middle blocker Allison Ashurst. Uh, 300, 432 kills for her, 64 blocks, a very good 326 hitting percentage, 59 aces, 49 digs, and a 93% server as well. We have Maggie McCrary, a sophomore middle blocker from Traverse City Central. The Trojan had 322 kills, 83 blocks, a 302 hit percentage, 28 aces, uh, 69 digs, and was an 89% server and was always a big factor. I went and I saw the two games between West and Central. She was always a big factor in those two games. She really, really brought it. Uh, when when they were playing against their rival in, in such high competition. I can remember uh, just the contributions that she made to the team during that uh, that first the first time, the first match that they had where they went five sets, and, and nobody uh, was, was going at it harder than Maggie was. She was really doing her best out there. Very impressive. Yeah, and on top of that effort, uh, you know, as you said, only a sophomore, uh, yet being one of the younger Trojans on the roster, she's arguably Traverse City Central's best player. So it'll be uh, interesting to see how her game uh, develops over her next couple of years for for Central. And um, 
you know, also what kind of tone she can set as far as bringing uh, the rest of Traverse City Central uh, with her as, as Kathleen Nance and, and TCC, you know, continue to try to grow that grow that program. Our third and final middle blocker uh, to make the dream team, another sophomore from Kingsley, Austin DeWeese. She had 245 kills, a 312 hit percentage, was a 96% server, and also had 67 digs and a an all-region team best 135 blocks on the season. Yeah, it's pretty impressive to put up those kind of numbers. I mean, it's a, it's a strong defense there from Austin. Another name that Hall always uh, was was telling me when he was calling in stats. Yeah, her and Crosby in the middle, I mean, were a, they were just a force for teams to try to get around. That defense was the matches that I saw there. Their defense really kind of spurred them along. Um, their, their blocking ability, you know, they would get the they would get a block from one of those two usually, and that would kind of spur them. And then, and then coming up usually right after that would be a kill by one of our dream teamers to come. Uh, but our next one is Traverse City West's outside hitter, senior Sophia Jenkins, 529 kills for her, uh, 40 aces this season, 92% serving, 421 digs and 87 blocks for uh, another another very good blocker. I would say that she and Brett, I think you might agree with me on this one, that she was our runner-up to the uh, Dream Team Captain Player of the Year. Those were uh, the one that we'll talk about here in a little bit. And uh, and uh, Miss Jenkins, really... A sh- not an easy decision Not to make. an easy, easy decision at all. I think... Uh, yeah, I, talking to head coach uh, West head coach Emily Bauman earlier in the season, uh, in that first match against Central, she said she wanted to see a little more heat from Sophia, a little more uh, aggressiveness, and that came on as the as the season went along. When I watched them again in the second match against Central, Sophia was definitely more aggressive up there. was was more about making those those strong hits instead of faking uh, faking the spike and just going for a little tap. She was. She was out there and, and really being aggressive and, and leading the team. Uh, again, those numbers, 529 kills, 431 digs. I mean, that's a player that's all over the place. Yeah, it's a very impressive season, and uh, there's no doubt that Trevor City West is going to miss her presence on the floor next year as she graduates. We continue our outside hitters with Traverse City St. Francis's Molly Mirabelli, a junior. Uh, she's six foot one and had 463 kills, uh, a 269 attack percentage, 28 aces, 82% serving, 245 digs, and 43 blocks. That is a lot of numbers for that gladiator, who again, as we said, is a junior and should have a, a really good senior campaign coming up here. Who, who knows if she's going to put on a couple more inches and and just be more dominating for that Traverse City St. Francis team. Yeah, Molly has been playing on the varsity since she was a freshman. Uh, does that for multiple sports, but uh, you know she just continues to improve and become more of a focal point uh, for this squad for St. Francis. And I expect nothing less for her senior campaign. It uh, definitely was an impressive year for her. And before you know it, she's going to be more famous than her dad. Leland senior Rowan Wilson joins the dream team as an outside hitter. She had 342 kills on the season, a 223 attack percentage, 67 aces, and 412 digs in leading the Comets to another regional appearance this year. And Rowan also is the only senior departing uh, this Leland team from this season, so uh, certainly a, a player who will be missed by the Comets. 
Um, you know, I was at the game when Leland bowed out, and uh, talking to head coach Lori Glass afterwards, you could tell that that was or is going to be a, a painful loss for her, a uh, player and a, a person that she you know, has truly enjoyed coaching. Rowan's been on the Leland varsity since she was a freshman, won a state championship with the Comets as a sophomore, and um, made it to the Final Four again as a junior. So her senior year maybe didn't team-wise pan out the way she was uh, hoping for, but with her opposite, Allie Martin, as the two outside hitters, that was a very fearsome uh, fearsome tandem for Leland and uh, the departure by Rowan Wilson will uh, certainly shift things a little bit for that team next year, maybe make Martin even more of a focus than she has been in the past. I think that if uh, you said this before, if there was a competition between Rowan and Grace Martin for most exuberant, I think you'd have a, a neck-and-neck race right there. Rowan was also the uh, the emotional leader, it seemed like, for that team, uh, always, uh, always ready with a, a good word, here support there and uh, a great energy on the court that really helped the comments along all right uh, then we have petoskey jr outside hitter megan culp 332 kills 88 aces 117 blocks she was also a first team all big north conference selection moving along we have a senior outside hitter and setter from cadillac gabby kapushinsky Try to say that three times fast. 325 assists, 343 kills, a 215 attack percentage, 28 aces, 98% serving. And that goes along with 351 digs and 43 blocks. That's a lot of numbers, and in a, in a, in a game where numbers matter, that's, that's what you got right there. Yeah, fantastic all-around numbers. And kind of like our player of the year from a year ago, Juliana Phillips from Traverse City St. Francis, uh, kind of a unique role playing that that hitter slash setter position, kind of doing it all. You don't you don't see that a whole lot at the high school level, but uh, she clearly demonstrated the ability to do both jobs very well for the Vikings. And our final outside hitter on the Dream Team. A sophomore from Kingsley, Brittany Bowman. She finished the season with 281 kills on a 271 attack percentage, had 60 aces on 97% serving, and also collected a ridiculous number, 530 digs to go with 19 blocks. The crazy thing about Bowman, and I think we say this for every sport that she plays, is she's not tall. Yeah. She's 5'2", but you're looking at those numbers and going... Man, she's got to be able to jump out of the gym. You look at her on the basketball court, and she plays way bigger than she is. Uh, it's just that, what, swagger, confidence, knows how good she is, and and brings that to every sport that she plays. I mean, 281 kills. Like, she's 5'2", if, if she's that. And almost as impressive as 19 blocks for 5'2". For I mean, right, who's getting, that, up, that is who, who's getting up there? Like, before she knows, she's going to be throwing it down. Well, I was going to say, I don't know if she can, but if you told me she could dunk a volleyball, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, all right, up next is a senior setter from Traverse City West. We're moving on to the setters. Uh, Brenda Tiernan, 1,021 assists. Uh, you don't see a whole lot of seasons where somebody breaks 1,000 assists, but uh, so that's pretty, pretty impressive. Uh, 28 kills, 295 hitting percentage, 39 aces, 93 or 94% server. 324 digs and also 34 blocks. That's a large number of blocks for a setter. Yeah, because setter generally does not play up in your defense, 
so yeah, that is a, a not a common thing to see. Wrapping up the dream team before we get to our player of the year and our captain, uh, a junior setter from Leland Ellis Siddle, 924 assists, 28 kills, a 202 attack percentage, just one shy of 100 aces with 99, and also had a 92% serving percentage and 162 digs. She is often the uh, the driving force of that Leland offense, the one that is, well, as a setter, setting everything up and getting players in the right position to, you know, Rowan Wilson and Allie Martin for them to do their thing. Yeah, she is Allie and Rowan's favorite person on the floor. Yes. Without her, their uh, their numbers don't look the way they do. And should we have a drum roll here for our captain and player of the year? And it is Brett. Take it away. Kingsley outside hitter uh, junior Jessica Leffler is our player of the year. She finished the season with 563 kills, a 274 attack percentage, uh, which especially for an outside hitter, that's a very good number. You're talking about, uh, you know, once you get into the twos, that, that's a good number. So when you're talking almost threes for outside hitter, that's that's outstanding. She also had 38 aces on 94% serving and had 400 digs along with 45 blocks. Yeah, really, what a player. What just an all-out, lights-out, great player for Kingsley. And, and all around. I mean, she, she literally does everything. I mean, there's, there's nothing on this team that she doesn't do aside from maybe dish out assists, but I imagine she probably has a few of those too. Yeah, and I mean, w- looking at this, this is why we were saying we don't expect anything less from Kingsley. You've got So you've got the player of the year, Jessica Leffler, who will return for her senior year next year. You've got Austin DeWeese, who will come back as a junior. Um, you've got Brittany Bowman, who will come back as a junior. And so theoretically, you know, these players have not, they have not hit their peak yet in high school volleyball. Um, and, and with those three leading the way, uh, specifically Leffler, uh, Dave Hall's got to be pretty darn excited again for next year. Um, and, and maybe if they are forced to face Cadillac once more, they'll, uh, they'll get over uh, that hump, get that monkey off their back. Can we expect Leffler to get even better as a senior? Do we expect her to put up more ridiculous, or I should say numbers more ridiculous than this is that should we think should we be thinking 600 plus kills you know 450 digs is that is that are those possible numbers for her i mean i don't think it's impossible i mean one of the things you have to look at is i hate to bring it up again in in uh alongside the this good news for her being named the player of the year but they they went out in the first round if they play six more matches, she is at 600 kills. She is at 500 digs, probably. Um, and, and so I, I think that's certainly possible, and I don't know what would uh, stop her forward momentum at this point and prevent her from getting better than she is now. I expect her to be better than she is now for her senior year. And, and the big difference from of her between this year and years past, I mean, she was a good player as a freshman and sophomore. She really took on a, a leadership role in this year's team. She said that as a freshman and sophomore, even though she was playing a lot and doing a lot, she was afraid to voice her opinion because she, you know, she didn't want to kind of, uh, you know, take rock on the, the seniors. Yeah, didn't come kind of rock the boat, uh, a boat, and and uh, and, and kind of overrule people who are ahead of her and been there longer and everything. Uh, this year as a junior, 
that wasn't an issue. She, from the beginning of the season, this was kind of her team. Oh, well, let's, uh, congratulations to all of those players in the Dream Team. We'll run those down here real quick. Once again, the Dream Team led by head coach from Kingsley, Dave Hall. You had Mary-Kate Taylor, a senior libero from Cadillac, also a libero, uh, senior libero. Grace Martin from Traverse City West in the middle blockers. You have Allison Ashurst, senior from Elk Rapids. A sophomore from Traverse City Central, Maggie McCrary. Another sophomore, this one from Kingsley, Austin Deweese. A senior outside hitter, Traverse City West, Sophia Jenkins. And as we mentioned, uh, a clear runner-up for Player of the Year. Uh, Molly Mirabelli, a junior outside hitter for Traverse City St. Francis. Rowan Wilson, senior outside hitter for Leland. Megan Culp, a junior outside hitter for Petoskey. Gabby Kapuscinski, a senior outside hitter and setter for Cadillac. Brittany Bowman, a sophomore outside hitter for Kingsley. Brenna Tiernan, a senior setter for Traverse City West. Ella Siddle, a junior setter for Leland. And then, of course, again, once more, our player of the year and captain of the 2017 All-Region Girls Volleyball Dream Team, Jessica Leffler, the junior outside hitter for Kingsley. Thank you so much for listening to this special episode of the Get Around Podcast. I've been your host, Brennan Queeley, and joining me this week were Brett Summers and James Cook. Please come back next week when we'll reveal the all-region football team, and we'll be going over that very extensively, so make sure you st- stick around for that. We'll have uh, Player of the Year, uh, our captain, Offensive Player of the Year, and Defensive Player of the Year, along with a Coach of the Year. Dream team, second team. Do we have a third team, James? We have honorable mentions. We have honorable lots mentions. And lots of honorable mentions. I just figure we might as well just read off all the rosters from the football teams that we have this year. It seems like we're almost going to do that, right? It just seems like there's a lot of quality football players that are on this list. And we have been blessed uh, in this uh, in our coverage area to to cover those players. So thanks again for listening. Uh, come back next week. This has been the Get Around Podcast. Mm-hmm.